When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome back to the Dungeon of Doom. It is Jameson Williams week. Apparently I'm lying. It's Pete Ben. <laughs> it has been an eventful week just watching that guy for the first time. I'm just struck by how everything he does, even like moving across the locker room. It's, oh, that was fast. <laughs> like he just looks fast. Oh, absolutely. And when we got there early for Thanksgiving to watch pregame warmups is the first time I was like, oh, I see what you're talking about here. Because you don't even know if this guy's going 100%. He's already like the fastest person on the field. It's noticeable in the excitement. It's at the tipping point right now. It's at about eight months of it. Exactly. And we see these Zapruder films from practice from 100 yards away. The quality of this video is just terrible. And then it just takes off and it's got thousands of like retweets and stuff. And it's all over the internet because people love Jameson and they're excited. And uh, and I can understand why, because he's an exciting player. He's one of the, my, my favorite players in college football last year. He'll be one of the fastest people in the NFL whenever he gets out there, maybe even the fastest. So I can understand the excitement. It's coming to a head, as you said, Ben. So this is the Jameson Williams podcast. We'll dive into what Detroit has in him, what to expect from him, when to expect it a little bit. And we also got a chance to talk with Jameson this week in the locker room. We'll roll through that that audio as well. That might even be a a good spot to start is with the Jameson audio. Maybe we can start there, Ben. I think so. And hear from him and what he said after practice on Thursday, his second practice in Detroit. And then we'll go from there and what we've seen. So here's Jameson Williams after practice on Thursday. So now you have some time to kind of get out there, get activated on the field a little bit. How how did it feel to get those practices in the first couple days? Uh, It felt real good. Uh, I'm feeling feeling good, feeling feeling back to myself. Uh, I got a chance to get out there and get some routes. Uh, run some plays with the team, do a little bit. So I'm feeling real good right now. Anything they surprised you about Jared Goff at all? You get a chance to throw him around a little bit? Uh, nothing pretty much surprised me. Great quarterback. Uh, I've been throwing with all of them, and they just been putting the ball right where it needs to be, and I've just been running good routes, and I've just been having a lot of fun. So that's the most important thing. Ben Johnson said that the biggest thing with getting you out the field is building that chemistry with Jared how do you think that's kind of come along in practices? Uh, I feel like it come along very well. Me and me and Gaul, we've been talking a lot uh, over like what would happen on this play if I was in. What, what would this be like? Uh, so I think it would be good. I, I feel like it, it, it takes some time, but it's gonna be good for sure. Is that, is that part of it too? The mental part of it? Just hey, if you see this rep and I go to this. Oh yeah, check, I, I feel like, gotta be on the same. I feel like that's a part of that, but it, it's all football. So QB check, receiver see something, talk to the QB. You know, that's how it goes. See, it just be football when it gets to when it come down to 
Jameson, I'm curious about uh, Rust. I mean, it's been almost a year since you've been out there. Do you feel Rust in different parts of your game, or is it? Nah, I wouldn't say I feel rusty. I'm getting back. Like I said, I'm getting back on my feet. Uh, I've been running around for a little minute now, so it's just I'm back out with the team. So uh, I wouldn't say I feel rusty. Do you feel like you're back to full speed, or is that still? Yeah, somewhere close to it. Yeah, I'm running real fast right now. I feel real fast. I'm uh, feeling good. How much do you, will you push to play this week, right? Getting the coaches here, hey, hey, let me get out there. Uh, what do you, how do you handle that sort of? It's really not my decision. Uh, when it comes down to it, I probably know when y'all find out. So, maybe <laughs> <laughs> a little bit before, but yeah. yeah. Are you watching? Says, I mean, once you get in the white, in between the white lines, it's all football. What is the mindset you take as soon as you step out on the field? Uh, it, it's really like it's my job. It's something I love to do. Yeah, it's something I've always been taking serious. I've been playing since I was five years old, so 21 now is 15 years plus more coming down the line. So it's just something I love to do. Uh, something I take very serious. It's something I'm very passionate about. Uh, it's just something I click into that mode when you get on the field, and it's just it's straight football when I'm on the field. I just, just to follow up, I know it's not your call, but do you feel good enough to play? I mean, if that's how it shakes out this weekend, you feel like you're ready for it? Uh, I feel okay. I feel good. But like I said, it's not, it's not my decision at the end of the day. Do you feel any pressure from all the media and all the fans that are waiting nah, to see no you pressure. all no on pressure. Twitter and everything? <laughs> no pressure. What are you most looking forward to just about getting back out there and playing in a real game? Uh, just just getting the feel of it. Uh, playing on somebody else and on my teammates. Uh, just having fun, getting out there on the field, catching the ball, scoring, winning, just playing football, really. It's just that first hit. You know, sometimes players will come back from it and say they need that first hit, that first contact, that's something. Then it, they can forget about it. It's just football again, and it makes it really good for that. Uh, I wouldn't say that because, like, I'm trying not to get hit. <laughs> like, so if that happened, it happened. But feel I'm just trying to play football. Beyond time, because Ben said, you know, the thing that he wants to see is that connection with you and golf developing. So beyond just time and reps and everything, what can you do to speed up that process? Uh, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's something that we're hoping to speed up. I feel like we got a good connection right now. We got two days down under us, and it's been looking pretty good. So it just come with time. Any of the uh, cornerbacks give you any uh, good battles so far? Uh, a lot of cornerbacks. I went against. I pretty much went against everybody. I did a little scout team rip, so I've been going against a couple of them. He doesn't say much, does he, Ben? <laughs> He's a cool, calm, collected cat. Yeah. No doubt. I don't, I don't think we're going to be getting a lot out of Jameson Williams <laughs> in terms of quotes, which is okay because I think we'll be getting a lot of excitement out of him with his feet, with his hands, and. We've already seen that, Ben. So I guess let's dive into that because as you can hear from him, he might not be top speed at this point, but he's close. And even from our balcony view at practice, everything he does, he just looks like the fastest man out there. It's really, he, like he, something he said last week, Ben, that stood out to me was, and it was at the very end of the interview was that his game is different and Watching him on the field, he is different. The way he's built, the way he runs, it's just different. It's a dynamic I have not seen in Detroit in my 10 years on the beat. Man, that's what I'm saying. That's why I get the excitement because it's so new. It's so fresh. You think about those highlights at Alabama in that season. Think about things that we've been writing about for like 10 months now, how he hit 23 miles an hour like 18 months ago and stuff like that. So I get it because like you said, he's a... And the one thing that stands about him seeing him in pads and the helmet now, when you see him in the locker room, he just seems gangly, too thin, but he looks like a normal NFL wide receiver on the practice field. Like he's got some length to him. He just uh, there's just not much like him. You just can't teach that speed. You just cannot teach that speed. It's special. It's unique. It's why they traded up 
to get an injured guy that was going to take some time yeah. for a patient, but at the same time, impatient fan base for, through all they've been through. But I just, like you said, at best right there, it's just different. There's people want to compare him to the Deshaun Jacksons and stuff like that, but there's just something different to him. Yeah. And Jared Goff said that himself. So we talked to Jared this week and asked a little bit about, about Jameson, obviously, because it's the biggest story on the Lions beat this week. <laughs> and the comp that Goff brought up was Brandon Cook. Yeah. Just in terms of pure speed, and I think that those guys are in the same conversation with each other. I'm sure Jamison would disagree. I know he thinks he's the fastest man that God ever created. Uh, you love the confidence, but but yeah, no. I, but they're very different players. Cooks was a straight up is a straight up slot receiver, whereas Jamison has length to him, like you said. He, he's not this like track guy, right? When we've seen that before, we've gone to enough combines where you see this guy run a four two eight because yeah. he's a toothpick. And he can move. Well, Jamison Williams is gangly, like, as you said, to use your word. When I see him in the flesh in the locker room, it's, I, do, I get TJ Jones vibes. Just mm -hmm. thinking of a Lions comp of a guy who's also very skinny. And that was a, uh, something that held back TJ Jones. But with Jamison Williams, and again, we haven't seen him hit since, since coming here. So we'll see. I think there's a lot to be determined in, in terms of his physicality with the position. But the thing I think about, Ben, is going back to... Alabama, like he was not afraid of contact. He he played. He was a gunner on special teams. He was out there tackling. And if you look at his record, injury was not really an issue for him. He's a high usage player in the SEC, facing the biggest, toughest, fastest defenders in the country. And he caught what was it, seventy five balls or something like that, and had a million yards. And injury wasn't an issue until he blew out the ACL, which could happen to anyone. And we'll see. There's something to be mentioned in terms of his physicality and how he'll stand up to the brutality of the NFL game. But I'm reassured by how well and how physical he played the position when he was at Alabama. Yeah, every time I get concerned about his durability or his physicality or anything like that, I just throw on the targeting call that got him ejected in the Iron Bowl. Uh, <laughs> My God, like, yeah. I remember Dave Fipp talking about, maybe we'll use him as Gunner, joking around, tongue-in-cheek in the offseason. <laughs> then we all look up that clip, and it's, who is this dude, man? Yeah. Who is this 165, 170-pound wide receiver punching like he's a 240-pound linebacker? There's something there. Just go back to, there's different. He's, I loved his comment today. I think it was Tim with the Detroit Lions asked him, oh, are you looking forward to taking that first hit? <laughs> no, man, I'm not trying to get hit. <laughs> so it's just, I don't know. I think uh, I agree with you. We're not going to get a ton of quotes out of Jameson, but we're going to get beautiful little sound blurbs like that. And I think, yeah, it's just, I'm looking forward to seeing him play, man. I'm ready. It's been eight months. That's, that, the, the question everyone has right now is, <laughs> when do we get to see him play? There's so much excitement. Really, it's, it's fascinating. Like every tweet, about Jameson Williams blows up every video, no matter how low grade the quality. I even had that in my tweet this week. I had the video from one of the practices. He's going through a drill or whatever. And literally, I queued it up with breaking low quality, non-exclusive footage of Jameson Williams running maybe half speed in Lions practice. And it did numbers. It, it, people, people are excited. So spinning it forward, Ben, the question people do have is, when are we going to see this on the field? And I think the excitement now is getting ahead of some folks, maybe not on the beat, but like fans. And I heard, God rest my soul, on sports radio, the expectation that he could play against Jacksonville. And he could. They have not ruled him right. out. And Campbell's direct quote on that was that it'd be a tall order, which is not a no, but it's not a yes. And I, I think people really needed to set their expectations accordingly. I find it very unlikely that he plays against Jacksonville. I think it's more likely that he plays next week against Minnesota. And I do think that's on the table. I think it's maybe most likely that he plays the following week against the Jets. I'm not a doctor. I'm certainly not his doctor. So who knows? But there are so many hurdles for him to clear 
than just, hey, Jema, how fast can you run? He hasn't put on, I almost said the F word, and I, I probably shouldn't, but he hasn't even put on shoulder pads, Ben. We haven't seen him in shoulder pads, let alone take a hit. And he hasn't taken a hit since the last time he blew out his knee in a national championship game. He has two practices under his belt. The Lions made this pick about 2023 and beyond. They're not going to sacrifice all of that just to run him out there after two or three practices before he's, he's built up some endurance, some durability to stand up to the brutality of the NFL. And this is all notwithstanding the actual chemistry he needs within this offense. Again, like we've seen this guy run routes against air and that's it. He has run routes against defense, but we haven't seen it. But even those have been not in pads. And the routes we have seen against air, Ben, like he is really fast, but you can see rust. Yeah. And I think that's, it's interesting to me how that's just getting glossed over. Everyone's like just going goo-goo over the speed. But then you watch him catch a football and I've seen him drop five footballs. I'll just put it that way. Since last Thursday, the Thanksgiving game, he was out there running routes again against air which is football lingo for there's no defender. And he dropped three passes yeah. against air. One of them was like, it wasn't a bad drop. It was a poorly thrown football. But against air, you put two hands on it in the NFL. You expect the guy to catch it. The other two were straight up drops. Then today at practice, they were doing this drill. I'm not sure how to exactly explain it. Basically, a receiver is running a route behind a row of tackling dummies. There's an assistant coach on the other side of the tackling dummies. And as the receiver runs alongside the dummies, the coach throws a pass between two dummies and the receiver has to catch it. It's basically mimicking what a receiver would see in terms of traffic on the football field, being able to track the ball through traffic. And I saw, I think, one drop from Tom Kennedy and no other drops from any other player, practice squad or 53-man roster. And Jamison Williams had two drops. And he was so frustrated. I saw him say a naughty word. Um, I guess I'm not the only one. But And they actually, so each player did the drill twice. And I actually saw them do, they let JMO go through a third time just to get a clean rep in and feel good about it. What does this really mean? It really means very little in terms of how good he is at football. It, I think it does say something about the rust. And that's why I asked him, you heard it in the audio with JMO. I had asked him about if he feels like rust is a thing, which is understandable after taking this much time off. And he said, no, God bless his soul. And he has confidence. Yeah, you yeah. want a guy to have confidence. I have no problem with him saying that. But also it's our jobs to go out there and see and analyze where this guy's at. And I don't see a guy who's ready to suit up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And was it now four days from now at the time of this recording? It doesn't mean anything bad. It doesn't mean anything more than he just needs a little more time, I think, to season up before they'll run him out there on, on Sundays. Yeah, this is his first week of normal practice. And I think that kind of got lost when he got activated last week. Last week was nothing but walkthroughs like on the short week. So it's like I always had December 11th circled in my head for him. And you might be right. It might even be that next week there because they didn't just wait eight freaking months to rush him out there. And I think Ben Johnson said it today. It's all about getting into that chemistry with Jared Goff. That was the first time they had like actually thrown together yesterday, he said that. That means something. And I think a lot of this, Alliance fans haven't felt this good going into December in a minute. They're a little drunk on that 11% postseason hope. And <laughs> they're thinking about the guy that they saw at Alabama last year and how that could help their offense. So I get it. I was that way from the beginning. I was that way when NFL Network started tweeting stuff out last week. It's just like, they're not going to rush him back. I don't care if they're alive in the gross NFC playoff picture right yeah. now or not. Like you said, this is for 2023. This is for next year. It's, as much as that flat out speed could be a decoy or help get guys open, like it's not, that is not what they have done this tear down and then rebuild for this long-term rebuild. That is, they did not do it to blow down a 
seven and 10, eight and nine wildcard team in year two of the rebuild. So I get the excitement. I get where it's coming from. But like you said, the rust is there. It's his first week of normal practice. He needs a little more than that. These guys have been going since, shoot, like May. Like, I mean, he is so far behind. And that's not saying he's not a smart kid. That's not saying he won't be able to get the playbook or already has it. It's just... This is a complicated, intricate game, and it's a lot more than just running on a straight line. You're right. It is a complicated game. I feel like of all the things that JMO has to clear in terms of getting back on Sundays and suiting up, I think like understanding the complexity of the offense, which it is complex, and understanding the complexities of the defense he's, he is about to face, I don't think that's what's going to hold him back. Like He's had a lot of time to absorb that part of the game, and I think in some ways not being able to suit up and not being able to practice allows him to process that mental side more than maybe like an active rookie would have been able mm -hmm. to in the summertime. But in terms of knowing where he is at in terms of his fitness, and I'm not just talking about how fast he can run. Like, he, yeah. he, good, he, he is the fastest man I have ever seen <laughs> live with my own eyes. And I just saw Tyreek Hill and whatever his name is last week, last couple weeks ago in, in Miami. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And it's stunning, but he's got to be able to take a hit. They're not. They're, they're, they're going to take their time with them. Basically, they also need to see some chemistry with Goff, and maybe we this is you know, we can maybe we can cue up the audio from from Ben Johnson, who I thought gave a pretty reasonable update on where JMO was at and the hurdles that remained for him to be cleared to actually play on offense, because it's not just him running routes in a vacuum. It like he needs chemistry with Jared Goff, yeah. and that's not something that's been able been developed to this point. They at least they say they have not. Jamo had not run a full speed route with Goff until this week. I think they've probably gotten some work at some point yeah. along with. But <laughs> but the point being that, you know, like they haven't put in real work until this week. And it takes longer for a rookie receiver adapting to the NFL and a, and, a, and any quarterback to develop that chemistry. And that's a hurdle they're also gonna have to clear before Jamo can play. So let's listen to Ben Johnson what he has to say. I've only seen him really full speed. That was yesterday, and certainly the speed does does pop out. Um, Hopefully we keep getting more reps and, and as he's getting acclimated and uh, we'll see where that takes us. But honestly, I, I've been more impressed than anything. When, once he gets in between those white lines, his demeanor, his demeanor is all about football. It's, uh, it's what we thought we were getting when we, when we drafted him back in the spring. And that's held true. The, the guy <laughs> loves, loves the game and you can just see him light up and, uh, you know, he, he's all about ball. What does he need to show you, Ben, to, to, for you guys to feel confident in giving him some reps on Sunday and, and, and letting him play? What does that show you? To me, it's developing chemistry with the quarterback. I mean, shoot, yesterday was the first time I think Jared's thrown the ball to him, uh, routes on air or competitive settings. So um, it, that takes time. That takes time. It's different than you, you acquired Josh Reynolds middle of the season and instantly that connection's there. So we're in a race to develop that as, as fast as we can, push that envelope. Uh, and that's just time on tax. That's, that's really all it is. Again, Ben, yeah. If you're reading some tea leaves here, could Jamison Williams play against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Theoretically, yes. But every tea leaf that we see in here in Allen Park, which is we're here right now recording this, has said otherwise. I think that we're looking at Minnesota next week or maybe New York after that. I don't know. It's too soon to say. They might not even know. But I think in terms of the timeline, I just would be shocked to, to see him play against Jacksonville. I would too. And I think people are thinking about the wins and losses side of it a little too much with him. I'm going to do what's best for this player, whether they win next week and those playoff odds go up to 14 or 15% or whatever the heck it's going to be. I, this is long-term and the vision needs to stay long-term. And I think it will, because like you said, everything we have heard about this 
from the time that they announced he was coming back to practice last week has suggested that it's going to yeah. take a minute. It is going to take a minute and that's okay. That's not a failure. That's, I mean, yeah. exercise caution, you put a lot into this kid. You knew he was hurt. You knew it was going to take a minute. They took the chance anyway, yeah. Ben, because <laughs> what I agree with, because yeah. they, because they saw we... Yeah, I'm laughing because <laughs> it's once you do start letting yourself think about the possibilities are ridiculous though. And that's oh, why they yeah. took, that's why they traded away draft capital to go get a guy who wasn't going to play more than a month for them on the best side of things yeah. as a rookie. I mean, they're basically lighting an entire year of that contract on fire, but they're doing it because I think they knew that this was not going to be their year to make a Super Bowl. <laughs> I, yeah, think, right. yeah. I think everyone understood that. The timeline of the rebuild always signaled more 2023, 2024, depending on what happens with the quarterback situation. And they saw the opportunity to go get a guy who was number one on their board at, a, at receiver and to do it at number 12, because again, the ACL, he, his stock got dinged a little bit. He dropped down. He saw tremendous value there because he was the number one talent at that position on their board. And having that kind of, it's not just that he's a productive player who racked up numbers. It's the way that he plays the game, the speed that we've been talking about, that everyone's talking about. DJ Chart called him a superstar. Yeah. We haven't seen him put on shoulder pads and his teammates are calling him a superstar. <laughs> That's the difference in his skill set that we see. And it's going to unlock entire dimensions of the Lions playbook, of Ben Johnson's playbook that we haven't seen. And that's what's so exciting. That's why so many people inside this building right now are buzzing by the return of this guy because he does something different and he's going to give this offense a different dimension. An offense that already has Amon Ross St. Brown doing star-like things out of the slot, running game that has a rusher who leads the league in rushing touchdowns. And that's not even their home run threat yeah. <laughs> out of the backfield. So Josh Reynolds can play at a high level. We've seen it. DJ Tariq is getting healthier by the week. And this is an offense that is already, I think it's eighth in points, eighth in yards coming into the Jacksonville game. That's despite a ton of injuries. Now they're getting healthy. Now you bring back a guy who's just very present, like him, him breathing on the football field on Sunday is going to change the defense because he can get behind anyone. It's going to completely change everything. And what that's going to do is even if he is phased in slowly, which is probably what's going to happen in terms of his usage and how many balls he actually sees, that's really the case for anyone who comes back from this kind of long layoff. But even if that's the case, Ben, it's going to open up so much more for everyone else all over the field because of what, because of the threat he will pose just by breathing on a football field. And we're really close to seeing, seeing that moment. Yeah, I think the true grip of how special his ability and what he brings to the field is the fact that before he's even seen a target or put the shoulder pads on, that he has to be accounted for by the defense every time he steps on the field before we even know what he looks like. And I, like you said, I, St. Brown, Think about covering St. Brown in one-on-one -on -one coverage over the middle, in those flats, working them out of the backfield. When you've got to worry about a guy like Jamison going deep, and that's Josh Reynolds in those long arms and one-on-one -on -one situations in the red zone. It's just so, you can't forget about Jamison Williams, and you're going to have to move a safety over at some point to deal with him. You're really going to make defenses have to account for this guy. And even as good as St. Brown is, even as much talent as Swift has, and what Jamal Williams is doing this year, they don't have a guy that makes you say, we have to stop this guy. Jamison yeah. Williams has that ability. He, his speed makes him that guy on day one. I completely agree with you. And that, to me, is the genius of bringing him into. I mean, they just drafted Amon Ross St. Brown last year. But you're going to get at least two years, and that this is regardless of what happens with franchise tags and whatnot, but you're guaranteed to have at least two, two years of those guys on the field together healthy. 2023 and 2024, and they're so different. Amon Rossi and Brown is 
so good, but he's good in such a different way than Jameson likely will be. And again, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. We'll see how great Jameson is once he's out there, but the speed speaks for itself. That the like he can break a defense in half just by running away from everyone. It's really remarkable. Like you, if you want to have your hair blown back. Go on YouTube, type in Jamison Williams, Alabama, and just watch him run around on an SEC field. Mm. That's the best conference in college football. It's the best football that exists outside the NFL. Watch him play against Georgia. Watch him play against Cincinnati. Those were the two best secondaries, I I think, in his final year at Alabama, his one year there. And he is running away from everyone. That's something that has to be accounted for in a defense but that's different than what Amon Ra does. Amon Ra is a possession guy. And I mean, he's a big play guy too because of what he can do in terms of his route running and in terms of his, his ability after the catch with the ball in his hand. But he's more of the possession guy, third down guy. You see it all the time. Pairing those guys together with what you have in the backfield. And I still like Josh Reynolds quite a lot. And he's under contract for next year. There's some real possibilities for this offense. And Hey, Ben, we've already seen how creative Ben Johnson is yeah. when it comes to his usage of Amon Ra St. Brown. We saw a dramatic difference in how Amon Ra was used in the first half of last year under, under Anthony Lynn versus mm-hmm. the second half, basically immediately after the change in play caller and in the passing game with Ben Johnson. And then this year, they've done a tremendous job of giving St. Brown the ball in space, out of the slot, out wide, in the backfield. They're doing everything they can to get the ball in his hands. And now you add an extra threat that defenses have to account for. Basically, you probably have to put a safety over the top of him no matter what he does. It's just going to be exciting. And that's why everyone in this building is exciting. Again, Chark, I mean, I was shocked to hear superstar. Not even yeah. star. Superstar. <laughs> over a guy, <laughs> a rookie. Like, it's the NFL. Like, guys love, like, making rookies pay their dues. And, man, sometimes I feel like Jameson is walking on water around here. <laughs> You're not wrong on that at all. Superstar, man. Yeah. From a guy who made the Pro Bowl in year two. A guy that's played five years in the league. Yeah. A guy who's played with some good people. It's a superstar. And Chark is a guy who's really taken JMO under his wing since the get here. And like we've hit it over that a couple of times, but what makes him different? He says confidence. He knows he can do it on day one. There is just a confidence. There's a swagger that just oozes from this kid, man. Yeah. And it's, it's infectious and it's spreading. And I don't think it'd be too long before, before we see it on Sundays. I just think it's going to have to be another tick, another week, maybe even two, but I think it's reasonable that maybe next week is possible if all goes right. And certainly I think the New York week is on the table as well. That gives us a full month though, down the stretch to see what Jamison can do to get acclimated to the NFL game, which is a transition for anyone, basically, to get acclimated to this offense and for the Lions to get a taste of what exactly they have, which will be extremely useful going into next year in terms of, for Jamison, he'll have experience on the field that he can build off of. The Lions have a better idea of how to build out their playbook for Jamison. It's also going to give defenses and opponents something more to think about, which is always to your advantage as well. And we're closing in that time, and it's exciting. And that, like on a personal level, I'm excited, more excited to see Jamison than I am just about any player I can think of coming through in my 10 years on the beat. He's just wow. that kind of quality player. I mean, I've already let my head go to thinking about what Ford Field's going to sound like the first time he catches a touchdown. Yeah. What's it going to sound like the first time he drops a football? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's like, and I think that's part of what we tried to do in this conversation, yeah, right? Is sure. that because there's so much excitement and it's understandable and it's valid mm-hmm. given the skill set, given where he was taken, given the plans for him and given how close he is to returning. But I think that the excitement has built to such a point with him also not even playing because of the injury. So it's been allowed to build without any kind of, like we're not seeing him make mistakes. So it's, it's like a myth, mythology, right. like that's building around him that, that I think people should set their expectations accordingly, that he is still a rookie. 
He's a rookie coming back from major injury. He hasn't done shit in 11 months. Usually players like that need time, no matter how good they are, to be up to speed. And that's assuming his greatness will translate from the college to the pro game, which it doesn't always, you know? So we'll see. The the expectations are growing to such magnitudes, and I think that there's a lot of validity to it. But I've seen him put five footballs on the ground. I just think people need to be realistic about what to expect a little bit. No, for sure. And you're right. I mean, he ain't going to be Randy Moss, Deshaun Jackson combo on day one. And I think that's where Twitter's heading with it, like you said. But just... The excitement's unlike anything. I regret not tweeting out my video of his drops today. I would have gained like 900 new followers. I think that's a wrap. Yeah. JMO's coming. JMO's coming. It's fun stuff and we're excited and we'll be there for it. Thanks for joining. This has been Ben Raven and Kyle Mikey of MLive's Detroit Lions Beat. Thank you for listening to the Dungeon of Doom, an MLive Detroit Lions podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Google. Like I said, wherever you get them and listen to them, make sure to subscribe to the Dungeon of Doom. Thanks again. Thanks again.